This is a very special episode of I Read Comic Books. I am your host, Mike Rappin, and with me this week is the foremost expert on Archie comics, at least as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> Kara Shamborski. How hey. are you doing, Kara? I'm doing great. Every second of my life that I can spend talking about Archie comics is a good second. See, and that's why we're doing this whole episode. <laughs> this is an episode I'm calling Archie Comics 102. And I say 102 because at this point, if you're maybe if you're a comic fan, you should maybe you should maybe have heard of Archie Comics. I don't know. If He's you're a, redheaded a human kid. being in America who has a vague awareness of 20th century pop culture, you have an awareness of Archie Comics, if only through your knowledge of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sure, that that is a perfect perfect point. So I think you've probably seen this redheaded kid at your grocery store, and there's a blonde woman, and there's a brunette, and they're kind of fighting over him. Or usually, all three of them are on the cover. But what we're here to talk about today is just to get a primer on what Archie Comics is. Let's we're gonna go because into you the have history. questions, Mike. You've had questions for I, me. Sh- and exactly. I have all the answers. <laughs> exactly. So I want to dive into the history. I want to figure out why is it the way that why are things the way that they are? What is life? What is the universe? And what is life with Archie? So I guess to start, the first question I'll ask you is, you know, what are the, who are the main cast? When you think of when you say Archie comics to someone, who are the people that we're talking about? What is this comic book? Okay. So Archie com- the Archie brand, the Archie idea is centered around Archie Andrews, America's typical teenager, which was his actual tagline for a while. And no way. Yeah. And Sorry, this whole episode is just going to be me giggling at everything. That's, so, be, that's the um, appropriate response. So Archie's got that weird, like, bumpy ginger hairstyle with, like, the checkered sides that sometimes in the comics they talk about, like, how does he comb it that way? He's got, like, bushy right. black eyebrows. Uh has been in a love triangle with Betty the blonde and Veronica the brunette since they all appeared in 1941. Um, then there's Archie's best friend, Jughead Jones, mm-hmm. who wears that little crown beanie, which, fun fact, was an actual type of hat that kids wore in the late 30s and early 40s. Like, it's not just a Jughead thing. That was like a thing what? from the That's time. What? And <laughs> like... Uh, a probably mainstream pop culture example to use for this is uh, if you watch Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, mm-hmm. um, there's this scene where all the little like boy rangers are printing off a newspaper and one of the kids running by the camera is like wearing a jughead crown. But it's just like that's a hat style that kids would like make out of busted hats, like men's hats, and they would just like oh. turn them into crowns and add designs and stuff. So Okay, so Jughead was super hip is what you're saying. Totally. I mean, now it makes no sense, and you're just like, oh, that's Jughead. But at the time, it was like, oh, yeah, I've got a hat like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then there's Reggie, who I adore. And Reggie is like, he's he's one of the five core gang members, but he's kind of a dick to everybody. Right, he he usually (laughs) plays like the antagonist role, right? Yeah. He's just, he's very vain, and he thinks that he's better than everyone else, but the thing is, he's kind of right. Like, he kind of is better than everybody else, so, like, I see where he's coming from. Kara, I need you to be objective about this. Sorry, I'm a Reggie apologist. I know too much about him. So, so I unfairly said that Betty is the blonde one and Veronica is the brunette one, but frankly, they were drawn with the same exact face and body type for decades, so Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. really my fault. Um, 
Betty is like the girl next door and she's like best friends with Archie, but also is like in love with him. And Veronica is like the gorgeous, rich, like snobbish, like lives in a mansion with her rich parents kind of deal. Um, And so when Betty and Veronica and Archie first came on the scene, it was with the dynamic of Veronica being like the new rich girl in town Betty having like this unrequited crush on Archie and Archie being completely head over heels for Veronica and Betty and Veronica didn't really become friends until like the mid fifties. So that dynamic has definitely changed over the years too. But yeah, so that's the core five. And then uh, more recently in 20 in 2010, they introduced Kevin Keller, who's the first openly gay character in Archie comics. And now he's considered to be like more of the main group, especially for people who have been watching Riverdale. Right, right, right. And then, of course, there's Sabrina. The Archie Comics brand has the Sabrina stories, which anyone who who was watching TV in the 90s will know because Melissa Joan Hart played Sabrina. Uh, they have <laughs> right, right. Josie and the Pussycats, which anyone who's my age and a woman probably saw the 2001 Josie and the Pussycats film, which is one of the greatest movies in history. Then so, that, makes me a, that makes me a woman your age, then. <laughs> So, like, they, they've got a lot going on. They have superheroes. Uh, they debuted The Shield, uh, the first patriotic superhero, a few months before Captain America hit newsstands. Okay. And they okay. Keep, they've kept trying to bring back their superheroes over the decades. They had an agreement with DC at one point to, like, publish their superheroes. Uh, they've, they've rebooted their superhero franchise a couple times in the last few decades. More recently is the Dark Circle Comics imprint. So mm-hmm. Archie, Archie's got a lot going on. Yeah. So this, and this is not just like Archie Comics featuring Archie Andrews. This is the Archie Comics brand. Yes. This like, is the they, company. They've got like they do all of these. Well, right. Josie and the Pussycats and Sabrina. Those are all stories that are technically in the Archie universe. The superhero stuff tends to be separate, unless you're right, looking okay. at an Archie comic story where the Archie comic characters are in their superhero alter egos, such as Pureheart the Powerful. <laughs> And Evilheart. Oh, oh yeah. So the thing about Archie Comics, the thing about Archie Comics, like the the core the core group with the core gang, is that the character archetypes are like specific enough where you know which character is which just by how they're acting, but they're broad enough where they work in a ton of different scenarios. So over the decades, the characters have been put in so many different scenarios and it worked because um, up until recently, they weren't being published in like the shared universe format and the serialized format that we're used to with comics. Each Archie story was like a self-contained story, maybe like 10 pages long. So by the end of it, they could say like, okay, like that's the end of the story. And if they were in outer space or in a fairy tale or in the future, it didn't matter because the next story, they'd like be back in the present day at Riverdale High. So the characters really? are extremely versatile. And there are different like story templates of different, I guess, universes that have been used over the years. One of them was where the Archie teenagers were superheroes. So like Betty, Veronica, Archie, Jughead, Reggie all have like superhero alter egos. So Archie's Pure Heart the Powerful and Jughead is Captain Hero, and they're, like, in costume, and there's no context whatsoever given for, like, this story just starts where they're superheroes, 
and they just do like a superhero story and then the story is over and then the next book the next story in that comic book might be they're like at the beach and it's just like just the way it is <laughs> so 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 these writers would just like say i you know let's pitch an idea that archie gang goes to space and then they would do that for 10 to 20 pages and that would be the whole story oh, and yeah. you could pick that up at your grocery store yes so my favorite which was in the 90s they did archie's rc racers which was archie and the gang were racing remote controlled cars and like going on tour around the country doing this and what? it was it was like a wacky races kind of thing and their sure. villain their antagonist was named Babette and she had like a beehive hairdo and like cat eye glasses and was totally outrageous and they were just getting into wacky hijinks racing these remote controlled cars all over the place of course. And I very I mean, like, vividly remember that because it was so 90s. It was like peak 90s in an Archie comic. Right. It, it's it's the same story, just with different place settings. That's that's fantastic. So there was also <clears throat> wait. There was also you'll love this. There is a a storyline that they also did in the 90s, uh, where Jughead is like essentially a space cop, but in the future because Archie's like super descendant from the 23rd century uh i think her name is january andrews like comes back in time to like get jughead and they go into the future (laughs) to her time to have like space cop adventures it's great sure Sure. anyway so what was your question well i guess well i was gonna ask you know how does how do things like so you totally blown my mind you've like thrown away like four or five of my questions already that i had (laughs) you know like how do Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Josie and the Pussycats factor into the Archie universe? Because Sabrina, she's a witch, right? I mean, she. How does, sure. does is magic just a thing in the Archie universe that just oh, there's this group of people and they're witches and we don't really talk about them. Um, and then there's this, you know, these big like mega superstars, Josie and the Pussycats, and they also just happen to be friends with the Archie gang. Like, how does that all cross over, or does it not? Because, like you said, these are just standalone stories, so they wouldn't actually tie together into a shared universe. I'm so jaded by the modern comic book industry that I can't understand standalone stories. Um, sure, that's why Archie's that so feels easy. So sh- shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and is that just part of it? I guess that's more, five or six questions in a row there. So take yeah. whichever one you want. Okay, so uh, yeah, the, the nice thing about Archie Comics is you can pick up any comic and uh, unless it's like one from the last two years and immediately just r- read a fun story and then you're done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, so let's talk about Sabrina and Josie. Uh, I'll start with Sabrina because Sabrina's actually easier. Uh, she was introduced in Archie's Madhouse, which was a comic in the 60s and 70s where they just right. did weird stuff all the time. And it wasn't necessarily about Archie and the gang. It was just the artists and writers saying, you know, we're going to make like these weird mod characters or we're going to have like sentient shapes walking around and uh, one of their stories was Sabrina and again this is like like 10 or 12 page story and she was introduced as like this sexy evil witch who loved messing around with like people at her school and stuff and Mm -hmm. she was she was drawn like like super super Dan DiCarlo style like thin waist like big everything else like super pin Mm -hmm. and uh, they just started making her more of like a story 
regular and she got her own series and that's where you started meeting like her aunts Hilda and Zelda which you would know from the 90s show and Salem her talking cat who's really a warlock who's as a cat as a punishment um <laughs> Sabrina right, right. <laughs> Sabrina lives in Greendale which is like a neighboring town to Riverdale where Archie and his friends live and she'll like pop into a story to like try to mess with something magically and, or like try to fix something for her friends like in some mm-hmm. stories she's like friends with Archie and the gang and they never really have to talk about why because it's an Archie comic and you just accept what's happening yeah um, yeah and everyone's and, friends right and then in other ones it's more focused on like her and trying to balance being a witch with being immortal like her boyfriend Harvey is immortal but he's like going to Greendale High but also going to witch school and she's like trying to figure out where she fits between these two worlds and so she's just used like whenever they want to add magic which was most recently done in a story from I think 2012 um, that uh, Giselle Lagasse drew and wrote which was where um, the the Riverdale boys and the Riverdale girls were each saying how the other sex had it easier so sabrina just decided to swap everyone's gender for the day and so then everyone woke up the next morning and like archie was a girl and like betty and veronica were boys and it was just normal until the end when sabrina like zapped them all back so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know she does stuff like that uh josie uh started out as a comic book called she's josie and Josie was just like a normal teenage girl because uh, the Archie Comics Company did like a bunch of these typical teenage books in like the 60s when that genre was doing really well. Okay. And they were they were all like loosely templated on the Archie universe, but they had different characters. So like Josie for the first, I think, year or two of publication, she was just a teenage girl with red hair and um, her best friend was named Pepper. And I loved Pepper because she had like short black hair and cat eye glasses and her boyfriend was named Socks. And he was a very typical, typical name. He was like a burly football guy in the mold in the mold of Moose from Archie Comics. And Pepper was just like super sassy and Socks was like really sweet, but a little slow. And they just Mm -hmm. uh, they were so cute. Um, And then. like the 60s was all this like bubblegum pop stuff and people getting into this rock and roll thing so all of a sudden Josie was Josie and the Pussycats and all of a sudden she was in a band with Valerie and Melody and there was no explanation but like they were in a band forevermore (laughs) (laughs) they were like like, sometimes showing up in Archie comic stories again with no explanation Uh, they would like play against the Archies which is the band of Archie and his friends and that just kind of like went from there. Although it, I've looked into this. It's not always clear whether or not Josie and the Pussycats are actually attending high school or if they're okay. just constantly on tour. Cause most of their stories, they're on tour. And there have been like a couple that I've read where they're like in a high school, but it, they're not consistently portrayed as going to school. So I assume they're being homeschooled. I see. They're being schooled while on the road, kind of like how you know movie stars or other famous pop icons who are under eighteen need to have some sort of formal education, right? Yeah, quote unquote formal. 
<laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well. Okay. So that all. Okay. That that ties that ties that up. That explains a little bit more to me, and would explain some of the random Archies that I have read, like before this new Mark Wade era mm-hmm. of of Archie, where Josie and the Pussycats are kind of just there, and it. it I, I just thought it was like, oh, did they go to the same high school? No. Okay. It, they don't. They're just there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. So I guess what the the other thing I, I was kind of wondering. So you know, Archie's been around for a very long time, and we've seen. I think you can Google Archie, and you've come up with. 10 or 12 different renditions of the character but they've kind of been telling the same stories for what upwards of 70 years now is that what i you said 1941 so how do you think a book like this has been able to just sell and i think i know you've told me before in either in past episodes or just outside of the show that you've read a lot of these old comic books is it is it still entertaining over the many many years because the backup stories that i've read in some of archie and jughead are kind of like Ooh, this is from a different time, and <laughs> in terms of just like it's very simple, very quick. Um, do you think that that's been like the reason why the book has been able to sell? It's just been consistency for so many years. I think that it's it's just kind of like a relatable kind of story to read because, like I said earlier, the characters are loose or like broad enough where you can kind of say oh I'm a Betty I'm a Veronica or like I identify with Jughead and it's easy to see yourself in the characters because they're not so specific where you can't like put yourself in their shoes kind of and the stories are just fun Mm -hmm. and like I I've been reading them since I was a kid because my mom realized that my brother and I were reading them and she was like Oh, oh, you're reading. Here, have more of the things that you're reading. Here, read more. So we would get like double digests in the supermarket checkout line um, as like our treat. And I just totally devour them. And I liked them too, uh, because, you know, in the in the collected editions, like the digests and the double digests and thousand pages of Archie, there's so many different stories from across the decades that I felt like it gave me a sense of what was happening in that decade culturally because the mm-hmm. Archie comics are a pretty specific reflection of what the culture was at the time because you have to remember that it was a bunch of adults drawing and writing stories of how they thought teenagers were acting but for a chi- a children audience. So <laughs> right. there's, there's a lot of different layers going on, but they mm-hmm. did get some of the things captured like they've always been really uh really good about um getting some of the wilder fashions of the era on the page especially since like fans used to draw lots of um like a lot of the kids would like draw fan art of um the characters or they'd have like draw outfit contests and people would like send in their entries so they'd get like some really amazing clothes drawn in the books um so I especially like the stories from like the 50s and the 60s because I like I like the art style from the time like okay yeah Dan DiCarlo had like a very specific pinup style but it's really like visually pleasant to look at the characters look like round and bubbly and approachable and they're all wearing like amazing outfits and having all these wacky <laughs> adventures so I always yeah. liked that that aspect of it. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I can totally see, like, that's probably one of the, the few things I could say I knew about Archie. It's the style was so definitive, and it seemed like, 
like you said, bubbly, and it, it, it to me seems like a children's comic, and to, to an extent, I think you said it is, um, or it's aimed at that demographic, even though I think it's Archie's still pretty all ages. Um, it, it, the books never seem something, never seemed like something so complicated that I couldn't get into, like an X Men comic or a Batman book or something like that, um, which has always been kind of nice. Which is why I went headfirst into all the Archie stuff, um, and now I'm like very interested. Which is why we're doing this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you mentioned something like you have some of your favorites, and I really want to know like what character do you see yourself as? Because you said like you can kind of relate to these people. Or I guess who are your favorites, or what kind of characters do you think you relate to the most? Uh, I'm definitely a Betty, and I don't Mm -hmm. say that just because I'm blonde. She's, like, the girl next door who's super into writing, and she, like, a lot of stories about Betty focus around her keeping a diary, so you get to see, like, things happening from her perspective, and she likes learning new things all the time, and she's, like, really sweet, and she'll, like, bake cookies for her friends, and... She's maybe like a little too into Archie, which is like how I feel every time I get a crush on someone. I'm like, this is too much. Make it stop. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I I definitely identify as a Betty, but I aspire to be a Cheryl. So okay, Cheryl, hold on. Who is Cheryl? Because we have not talked about her yet. Cheryl Blossom is my favorite character. She was introduced in the 80s, and she was specifically introduced as the sexy one. Like, they had to tone her down after a couple <laughs> issues because they were making her, like, like too lusty. Okay, uh, okay. So she's, she's a redhead. She is richer. Her family's richer than Veronica's family. She's a tw- Yeah, she's a, <laughs> she has a twin brother named Jason. Um, she is amazing because she does whatever she wants and she has the money to do it. Like one time she threw herself a parade for herself with an inflatable float of herself leading the parade. <laughs> like she just doesn't care. And I love that she has that attitude of like, it's not even the money. It's just like she genuinely doesn't care what other people think of her. Mm-hmm. And it, it. I just think that it would be so freeing to have like that level of confidence in yourself. And she's not like totally horrible. She is like an advocate for animals because she loves her little Pomeranian sugar. And mm-hmm. she was like a teen editor at Sparkle Magazine for a while. Like she does stuff. She's just not a horrible cow. I just <laughs> I adore her to pieces. <laughs> I think I most appreciate her because like when she shows up, all the boys like totally go gaga over her and she just like doesn't care. Like she'll go out with Archie, <laughs> but she's not like chasing after him like Betty and Veronica are. She's just like, whatever, you're cute. I'm going to mess with you. I want to make Veronica pissed off. Like, let's go out. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, and she, so is she she like a character that was brought in to kind of be the foil to Veronica then to say like look here's another rich person here's how they act and of course I'm guessing her brother is like a Reggie counterpart or are these like do you think like over the over the years they've become like their own defined characters not just necessarily foils to other characters oh yeah they're they're definitely doing their own thing like Cheryl Cheryl had her own title for a while in the 90s and early 2000s I think they brought in Cheryl because at that point Veronica wasn't the spoiled little rich bitch she was like like more of a BFF with Betty and like being nicer to people like Veronica is on Riverdale right now. Okay. And so I think they wanted to have that spoiled little rich bitch character. So they brought in Cheryl and then she was just fabulous and outrageous and I love her to death. <laughs> um, Jason 
is kind of like a Reggie character, except he has a huge crush on Betty and it's really sweet because she's like is not interested, even though she should totally be going out with the redhead who actually <laughs> wants to go out with her. Right, right. But, you know, <laughs> who am I, I to so, give fictional characters romance advice? Right. So you, you did bring up Riverdale. Um, and, you know, while we still have time here before, I think we're going to definitely do a whole episode on Riverdale so we don't have to go too deep. But what are your thoughts on the River, Riverdale series in compared to all the comics that you've read? Do you think they did a good job in ad- adaptation or were there some things you think they might have missed or were there like any favorite Easter eggs? Let me throw you five more questions again and see what you pick <laughs> up. <laughs> I am so obsessed with Riverdale because it took everything that I loved about the Archie characters and everything I love about the CW, which is like sexy, glamorous, over-the-top trash, and combined Mm -hmm. them into one beautiful thing. Um, There are some big things that they did differently, like the Jughead character on Riverdale has basically nothing in common with the Jughead character in the comics. Um, But aside from that, like all the other characters are pretty on point. I think... My favorite rendition is actually Archie because in Riverdale they really like emphasize how much of a fuckboy he is. And oh my he's, God. Just, he's just always been a fuckboy. And I just love that they make that really obvious. So so for so for the the audience members who don't know, the fuckboy is the dude who like texts a girl what are you doing at like two in the morning like you know what he's after he's not going to text her back afterwards (laughs) and he's doing that to like three more girls in his phone list he's messaging like six girls at a time and that's Archie I have Mm -hmm. never really understood why Archie continues to be appealing to all these girls like he's never had a steady girlfriend he's just constantly going on dates with all these girls and they're all like fighting with each other as opposed to being mad at him so I like mm-hmm. that in Riverdale, they're just kind of all looking at him like, no, like, we know what you're here for. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, Valerie called him out at one point. And I was just like, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely binged on, on the entire Riverdale thing. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, the one thing that I did think was interesting that I think has been a consistent trope in all of Archie comics, every Archie comic that I've read, um, which isn't a lot, but I think it's enough to say that I understand it, um, is that Archie is this big klutz. And he's constantly falling over and knocking things down, making things worse by try- when he's trying his hardest to do his best. Um, he doesn't. He always succeeds because he's just such a great swell guy. Um, but in the TV series, he kind of wasn't that. He was just kind of this fuckboy, like you said. He's yeah. he's this pretty man who, like, for some reason, women all try to date him. I mean, and by the end of the season, spoilers, um, none of them want to date him really. Uh, <laughs> but still. He, they didn't really play up the klutz aspect, which I thought was the, you know, it's the very hard-fisted way of them saying he, he's relatable because he's a dummy like everybody. Um, well, but they didn't do that like in the show, the, you know? Oh, my God. You just reminded me that that's literally what he has in common with, um, what's her face, Bella from the Twilight franchise, mm-hmm. She's where she has, like, basically no character except she's klutzy to make her seem relatable. So so basically I'm saying that Stephanie Meyer took her love triangle template from Archie, Betty, and Veronica and just made (laughs) just switched the genders and made them some creatures. Edward is the Veronica and Jacob is the is the Betty. Oh my gosh, it all makes sense. I'm telling you, it works. This is why these characters have lasted so long, because everyone gets these tropes. So expect an eight thousand word essay from me dissecting the two of these universes (laughs) and connecting them later this week. Oh, they connect because there was an Archie Twilight series that lasted four issues. 
Yeah. No. We're going to have another mini-sode. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do a mini-sode just Wait. on, like, spinoffs. Oh, my, oh God, my goodness. We will. So the klutziness, I actually hope, will come up in the, the second season of Riverdale because, you know, they're bringing in uh, Veronica's dad, Mr. Lodge, and Archie's klutziness was always used to peak effect when he was at the Lodge mansion making life complete hell for Mr. Lodge like breaking right. all of his stuff and just messing up his events. So my right. hope is that like suddenly it's like a thing that Archie becomes klutzy in the presence of Mr. Lodge because he's like nervous around him or whatever. And mm-hmm. I just need him to start breaking things accidentally every episode. <laughs> I, oh, I very much look forward to that. Um, so, okay. We've got a couple minutes left. Do you have any other favorites? I know that there's some other people in the Archie universe we haven't mentioned. Is there anybody else you want to bring up that you just absolutely love? Because I know that you love everyone, but you have some other favorites? Um, I love Dilton Doily, resident genius, so much. He's mm-hmm. like, my like if I had to date anyone in the Archie Comics universe, it would be Dilly. He's just so sweet. He's like <laughs> this little short brunette with glasses and he's always creating some new like science experiment or like roboticus experiment. And he's like the king of STEM, just like the king of STEM fields. And in some of his earlier appearances, he was shown as kind of like, like a super snob, super nerd, like doesn't really know what to do around women. So treats them kind of badly. But, you know, as the years went on, he just became more of like, the adorable genius boy and he's like best friends with moose mason who's like the burly football jock who's kind of slow and it's just oh, <laughs> oh I, no love way. Their, <laughs> I love their friendship so much oh i did not know that see this yeah. is this is why i love like i don't know what it is but i've i've totally become enamored in this universe er, with this universe and They're this just, just so makes it so much richer i love it oh my goodness i have two little known characters that I will tell you about before we wrap up, but obviously we need to talk about this more. So I also love Cricket Odell. I Mm -hmm. think she's Archie's cousin. She's also a ginger. She's got like short orange hair. She's got freckles. She's super cute. And she can smell money. (laughs) (laughs) That's her... That's like regular canon. That's just regular canon. Character. She can smell money, so she shows up in episode in issues where, for whatever reason, the gang needs to find money, like like lost money or like something like that, and she will literally <laughs> like bloodhound that money. Oh my goodness! And that's her oh, purpose. Sure, sure. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some weird, like, she's a she's a farmer and she used to work out in the gold mines so she could no, smell she anything can, that has she any can value. Smell money. That's just it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I am also a huge fan of Clyde Did It, and I can't find a picture of him anywhere. I I only know about him because my grandmother kept a lot of the Archie comics that my mom had read when she was growing up. So I have so I have somewhere I've got some '60s Archie comics that have not been watered down for a modern audience, and you would die reading these because they're full of such awful faux hippie slang. Mm-hmm. It's like impenetrable. And Clyde Did It. <laughs> was around for a bunch of these issues. He was like as stereotypical hippie as you could possibly get. And he had, he was like a little white boy with a fro and enormous sunglasses Mm -hmm. and like open vest, bell bottoms, bare feet, had a guitar on his back (laughs) at all times, had a flower in his hair. And he would just like wander around like talking about peace and love and like this, like calling everybody squares and his super hippie jargon. 
And I have no idea, like, why no one else knows who he is when I try to talk about him. I'm like, I know oh, he's man. real. I didn't dream him up. Need to write a so. very strongly worded letter that they need to bring him back. Bring for an back, issue. Clyde did it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh God. man. Okay. All right. So we've any, we are any last out questions? Of no, I don't know. Well, I have so many questions. There's just. I, I, all I want to do is talk about Riverdale, and I want to know about these alternate well, universes. And we didn't yeah, even bring well, up the chilling adventures of Sabrina and Afterlife with Archie and all this other stuff. Oh, wait, we got to do another so episode. We're going to do another episode, but I'm going to leave you with some food for thought, which as as we went into some of like these alternate universe things. So there's this there's this metaphysical place in the Archie canon called Memory Lane where Archie can literally walk down memory lane to what? see his memories. <laughs> and okay. they and this is also the conduit through which he goes into the different universes of the Life with Archie series, the one of which he was married to Betty and one of which he was married to Veronica. Like, all of this is seen through memory lane. Oh, my so, goodness. So what I'm saying is, in the Archie universe, like, there's a way to hop from story type to story type and storyline to storyline which you might recognize from superhero comics from Marvel and DC having similar mm-hmm. devices that can do that thing. Mm-hmm. And this tells me that all of the comic universes are connected. So there's that Archie versus Punisher story from the 80s. Uh-huh. And Archie versus Predator more recently and like Archie meets Kiss and like all these crossovers that link the Archie comics canonly in the same universe as lots of other properties. And the important one is Archie versus Punisher. Because that means that Archie and his gang exist in the same space as Punisher, and we can assume the rest of the Marvel Comics universe. Right. And if you want to get technical, the Marvel universe and the DC universe are connected because when Jack Kirby left (laughs) Marvel to go to DC and made the new gods, Uh he specifically made them in like a space like far beyond the reaches of the universe which people speculate is really the marvel universe so kirby connected the dc and marvel universes and this archie versus punisher book connects archie and marvel so archie is in the same universe as all this other stuff and as we saw from the recent like dc roadrunner meets lobo book Mm -hmm. the looney tunes exist in that universe too so what Mm -hmm. i'm basically saying here is that all cartoons inhabit the same space and there's really no escaping it this is how fan fiction is born. I love it. I anyway, love it. so that's all semi-canon, and that's what I'll leave you with. I, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. But okay, we will. We are running. We are running out of tape. I love that phrase. Even though this is all digital medium, and we have infinite Doesn't matter. Tape. We're all Doesn't 90s matter. kids here. Exactly. So, Kara, before we sign off, who are you? Where can we find you on the internet? Things like that. Plug yourself. Uh, my Twitter is at Kara, K-A-R-A-S-Z-A-M, so at Karazam. And uh, my blog is on Medium with the same name, and that's where I do all my Riverdale recaps, where I talk about what comic references I saw in the Riverdale episodes. And they are super duper top notch. Really, I had to, for every episode that I watched of Riverdale, I was just I had to sit along with your blog post as oh. scene by scene, and like follow like where were the references in this one. And we'll talk we'll talk way more about that in our Riverdale oh, totally. episode because we're gonna do all of that. Um, <laughs> so for me, um, I'm Mike Rappin on Twitter. I'm Mike Rappin on the internet for the most part. Um, you can also follow the show on Twitter at IRCB Podcast and. Where you know we basically post surveys every week. We post other things. We post episodes and things that I find on the other parts of the internet that I think are interesting. So go follow that account if you want some comic book stuff. 
And you should check out our Goodreads group. We've got weekly threads and the monthly show thread. And right now we're doing our summer reading list, which is phenomenal. You should definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. IRCB.us is our website. And iReadComicBooks.reddit.com is where you can find our subreddit. Yes. And make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. That's like the YouTube thing. I don't know why I said that. But make sure to rate <laughs> the show, subscribe, tell your friends, Love share us. things on Twitter. Reach out to us on on Twitter. We had a bunch of people talk to us very recently and, and every so often when the episodes come out. Um, we love getting feedback. We love talking to people. Um, so also, if you can't get hold of us on Twitter, send us an email at ircb at destroythesib.org. I love getting emails from fans. Re- real big, long things that I forward along to everyone so we can get responses and stuff. Um, Infinity Shred does all the music for our show. They are the absolute best. They are the best band in the universe. You can find them at infinityshred.com or infinityshred.bandcamp.com. Xander is a wizard. He edits the show. He's absolutely fantastic. And from the bottom of my heart, from everyone here at the show, and I, including Kara, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you. And we will check you very, very soon. 